Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic because that's what I do best judge <laughs> this is straight up with Stasi. hello everyone this is a little bit of a different podcast episode I have wrestled with how to start this how to do an episode this week I've put on my headphones and plugged in my microphone and pressed record five million times and tried to figure out how to do this and everything I record I just stop immediately and I've just decided that I can't do an outline or follow an outline I can't there's there isn't certain things I can hit on or or anything I'm just gonna wing it now and not try to follow anything that I planned because it's the only way I really know how to do this if any of you if you follow my social media you probably have seen that my grandmother passed away this week and uh, it's every everyone goes through loss in their lives everyone ex- everyone has to go through their grandparents passing away everyone it's expected right it's 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 expected it's it's something that as a child you know is going to happen it's 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 life that's that's just what it is most people see their parents pass away that's life too and it's it's really made me kind of i've i've thought a lot because i'm again i'm going to i'm going to be all over the place because i so i spent the last weekend and in new orleans with my grandmother cuz last week i was told that things were different with her health and that there was a chance that there was a giant chance, a giant, giant chance that things weren't going to 
be okay soon and that she would pass soon. And it was in, insane to hear because my grandmother is just someone or was somebody that was just always on. Every time we talked on the phone, she's on, she's with it. She's, it's like talking to my mom or my dad. It's, it, it just, I didn't expect it. And so I went home and spent time with her. And I, I just, I, I remember getting, getting tech or not texts, but tweets and, and comments and messages from people saying, why haven't you, why haven't you talked about Game of Thrones? Why haven't you said anything? And I, I, I didn't know how, cause my job, my life is, it, my work is my life. Like my job is my life. <laughs> so Vanderpump Rules, my podcast, writing a book, social media. I don't have, it's like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm, I don't know if the right word to, right words to use is I'm not allowed, but I am not allowed to have secrets. It's, it's, I'm not, it's you, you let everyone know what's going on 24 seven. That's the way I've chosen to live my life. That's, that was my choice and, and that, and I'm grateful that I have these platforms to share my life and what happens to me with everyone. But when I was getting all those messages, I felt like I felt so torn. Like, like I don't am I, I'm sitting there being like game of Thrones is my favorite show. I start my podcast off every week saying Dracaris bitches. <laughs> I, you, you are my, you are my Khaleesi's. I'm your Khaleesi. We're, we're all Khaleesi's like it's and this was the finale and I'm like oh my god like I I'm this was the this was the moment to like connect with you connect with y'all and I couldn't like I I just I couldn't do it I I couldn't think of anything else except for my grandmother and my family and I've still been like, uh, I'm in a daze. I'm in a daze. And there, there are moments, there are hours that I feel fine and I'm with it and I'm okay. And then all of a sudden her image or, or just the thought of, it, of her creeps up and I'm, and then I can't handle it. And I've, I didn't know. It's like, I don't know if I'll be able to do a podcast episode. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know what I would say. I don't, do I even talk about Game of Thrones? I, I don't know. And what would my grandmother want me to do? And so I've, I decided, I'm like, you know what? Most, I did an interview with my grandmother four years ago when I, about four years ago or three years ago when I, in the beginning of my podcast, and I wanted to replay that because I, most of my listeners probably weren't there in the beginning to hear it. And I just want people to hear my grandmother speak. And I want, to, I want everyone to hear what she has to say. And I'm so thankful that she was able to do my podcast and was able to even film Vanderpump Rules because now I know that everybody has that that 
they've seen it. They've seen her. They've seen how irreplaceable she was, how elegant, how charismatic, how charming, how awesome my grandmother was. And it was the only thing that I felt like I could do this week to do her justice. And it's not even doing her justice because nothing anyone ever says or any little snippet of a podcast episode or a snippet of a Vanderpump Rules episode, there's nothing that will do my grandmother justice because she was the absolute best person I have ever met. I have, I have yet to meet someone that rivals her goodness and her kindness. I'd like to think that Bo comes close, but no, my grandmother was just in a, in a whole other category. And I just, I, after I stop talking, you'll hear my interview with my grandmother from a few years ago. And I'm, I feel proud that I can at least share that with everyone. I will say that I'll, I'll talk. I, you know, I've been thinking, I, I, like I said, I've been, you know, I've tried to record this podcast a million, t- this episode a million times and stopped it. And so this is the farthest I've gotten yet without stopping it and erasing it. Um, uh, I will say that, you know, we started filming Vanderpump Rules this week. I, I flew, flew home after seeing her and spending the weekend with her and talking to her and having my goodbyes with her. And I was like, what would she want? What would she want me to do? And all I keep thinking is she would want me to get dressed up, look chic AF, put on some jewelry, a cute outfit, do my hair and makeup, look great and get to work and do what I need to do because that is life. Like that is life. We all have things we need to do and time doesn't stop. People's time doesn't stop. Like their, their lives don't stop for someone else. You have to just pull it together and be the best version of yourself. So this week I've, I've been trying to, just every day think, what would my grandma Rosemary do? And so I've put on cute outfits and I've made a promise to myself that I'm going to wear something of hers every single day this summer. Basically jewelry. Because <laughs> my grandmother was a jewelry hoarder and had the best jewelry. She loved a good chunky necklace, a good chunky earring, a good chunky bracelet, and a good chunky ring, all in the same color. She'd wear them all at the same time. When I say, I I realized, and I I knew this earlier when I was a fan of the monochromatic look, I'm like, I got this from my grandmother. I got my style from my grandmother, and I I mentioned that in my book. She loved a monochromatic look. I mean, an outfit, like let's just throw out, throw out burgundy, a burgundy colored outfit, a burgundy colored coat, pants, necklace that was burgundy, ring that was burgundy, matching Chanel bag that was burgundy, shoes pretty much burgundy. And she was the chicest person that I knew. And I like to think that I'm carrying that on for her. But death, death is just, is, is such a weird thing because 
at the same time while you're thinking like what would you know you're you're well you're more you know you're saying what would this person want me to do you're also mourning them and you you're conflicted and everyone has gone through most well most people have gone through experiencing a death and and it's this is one of the first this is well this is the first time that I've experienced a a death like this with somebody that is that is so close to me my it it, it feels hard to breathe like my grandfather passed away 5 years ago but it, it and it was of course so incredibly sad but when you're so close to someone and they pass away and you're there for you're there to have those conversations you're there to speak your last your, your last truths to each other it, it's 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 such a blessing and a and a, no, I won't I don't want to say a curse because a curse just because it's sad because you're sitting there saying everything you want to say to each other but a blessing in such a wonderful way. My grandmother was so lucky and had the best full life. She had six children who went on to have seventeen grandchildren and then great grandchildren, and she passed away surrounded by her family members, her, her children and and people who would drop anything for her and just did that, held her hand, pet her head, massaged her, spoke to her, all of that. And it just made me, it as, as devastating as that is, it is so beautiful and so wonderful to be like, that's possible to have a life so full and to live so long and to have to to have provided life for so many people it makes me want to go and have triplets right away because it was just it's she lived and passed the way anyone would dream of passing I'm obsessed with charging things. I talk about it a lot. I have to have my phone charged, my iPad charged, my headphones charged, my computer charged. I'm a freak for charging. If you read my book, Next Level Basic, you understand how I feel about charge. But I also travel a lot. I am constantly at airports, literally like all the time, which makes it difficult for charging things. So away travel, this is luggage, okay, that tra- that charges your phones, that charges the things you need to charge, okay? It's a dream come true for anyone who's as obsessed with me about travel and charging things because I can't be disconnected. I mean, what's the point of actually living if you can't Instagram story or whatever it is that you're doing, right? So Away luggage was created by two people who they found themselves at JFK with dead phones and they had delayed flights and they were like, fuck this shit. They're like, we need to make luggage with power. Yes, actual power. So that is how the Away carry-on was built. So Away luggage, they have nine colors and four sizes. They have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium or the large for when you want to check in your luggage. And they have, like I said, nine different colors. They're resilient. They're 
easy, like, you know, when you roll your luggage, like it's, it's like smooth, amazing. What I love is that these two people, they ask thousands of people how they pack, why they travel and what bugs them most about their luggage. So then they designed bags that solved some of those problems. Listen, any piece of luggage that charges my phone is the best. And right now they're giving my listeners $20 off a suitcase when you visit awaytravel.com slash Stassi. So that's awaytravel.com slash Stassi and you're going to get $20 off your suitcase. You have to also use my promo code Stassi at checkout. So it's not just awaytravel.com slash Stassi, but also use my promo code Stassi at checkout and you get $20 off your suitcase. So buy a suitcase and you never Never have to worry about your phone losing your their battery again. That's freaking amazing. I've just been in my like sitting here thinking, you know, and and like with any death, I, I think you know everybody handles it differently, and there's no. I've always felt like there's no way to ever judge how someone mourns. You know, last year when Jax's dad passed away, and then Lala's dad passed away. I have no idea what it's like to have my parents die. I, I have no idea. And I just remember thinking, like, I don't care how you guys act. I don't care if you take it out on anyone. I don't care because everyone's different. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't care. Like, whatever you need to do, do. And it's like there, there are hours throughout the day where I'm able to, like, be happy, get my shit together and think of like my grandmother would want me to just like I said, my grandmother would want me to do that. She would want me to do that. She'd want me to do this. And then it just creeps in. Her image creeps in. The thought of it creeps in. Everything just creeps in and, and then it shifts and then it shifts back. And it, it just verifies to me like, what I thought that like nothing is wrong in how you deal with death. Nothing is wrong in how you mourn. Everyone does it differently. Everyone has their own way of dealing with that excruciating pain and everyone will have to do it. There, there isn't anyone besides maybe, I don't know. There's no one that doesn't have to deal with death eventually. It's, it's, it's an it's an inevi- inevitable demon. It's an inevitable thing that happens for everyone, and I just again I I just if you're somebody that has dealt with a loss or is dealing with a loss, know that any any way you're dealing with it is fine. Any way you're dealing with it is fine. Just try and be the best version of yourself while this is happening. Allow yourself to lose control. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to not cry. Allow yourself to take a break or a breather and, you know, watch your favorite show or take your breather and go out for happy hour or whatever it is that helps you cope because it's all about, I mean, you have to be healthy and happy for yourself. And that's something that, that is really like, stuck with me since I, I came home, came back to LA and was like, all right, I have to get to work and I'm going to 
to conduct myself in a way that my grandmother would if she was in my position. And that's given me such strength. It's given me so much strength to just be the best version of myself and try really, really hard to just be good, to work hard, to be good to my loved ones, to be understanding, to be forgiving. Because like in the end, like the petty shit really doesn't matter. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Look at like whatever is on Daily Mail doesn't actually matter. Will I still look at Daily Mail? 100%. Absolutely. But it doesn't matter in the scope of things. A fight with a friend doesn't matter in the scope of things. A fight with anyone, it really doesn't matter. Because life is so short and those moments are so, so precious and they're taken away. And then the second that they're taken away, you think, oh my God, if I had more time or if I would have known, I would have given more time. I would have called more. I would have flown out more. I would have spent more time with this person. But you can't possibly do that with everyone in your life. You can't. You can't have that guilt and you and you can't live like that. And that is... Is I hope the message that I guess I, I, I give away today because I just, I just want to honor my grandmother and, and hopefully make you feel like however you are mourning the loss of someone, you're right to do it in your own way. And there shouldn't be any guilt attached. And if you do feel guilty, it's normal. <laughs> It's so, so normal. And then I was like, my grandmother would want me to talk about Game of Thrones because when I was with her this weekend, I was talking about Game of Thrones with her and talking about how she should watch it, hoping that she would last longer. And I'm like, just try, just try and watch it. It might be too violent. I don't know if you can handle the violence. Like, listen, my grandma's okay with nudity now because she's seen Vanderpump Rules. So she saw me skinny dip, get my vagina waxed, get it bedazzled. She's seen it all. She's been fine with it all. She read my book, which that in and of itself is, is I'm so blessed to have had her read my book and see that happen. And that is a miracle in and of it. That again, that is just a miracle. But I was talking to her about game of Thrones and trying to get her to watch it. And she was just like, not on board. And I was talking about how it was the finale coming up. And so I feel like she'd want me to talk about game of Thrones. So I'm going to for a little bit, So this is the thing about Game of Thrones. What the fuck? That's that's pretty much what I'm what I have to say. I eventually watched it. And all I can say is what the fuck. And I stand by what I've said before that I feel like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, you know, TV is art. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a form of art and the creators are artists. And so I, at times, like I hesitate to like really shit on like the whole storyline in the last season, but I, it really does feel like 
the creators and the writers like went to Burning Man, did drugs and like came up with the plot for the last season because it was no bueno, not the best, disappointing. I think we all knew that like there was going to be a thing where it was Jon Snow and Daenerys like and one of them had to come out on top and one of them might kill each other. I mean, I, I talked about that in my last podcast, but no one really warned me for Braun. No one said that. No one, no one, Bran, sorry. No one warned me about that. And I, I I almost feel like I don't even have that much to say about it because as the whole episode was happening, I'm like, why am I watching Tyrion walk around King's Landing for a half an hour? Like these are wasted minutes. I already saw this like for a second last episode. Why am I watching Tyrion organize chairs like for a good 27 seconds, like this is wasted time that could have been spent on other characters, like, or just something more meaningful. So, yep, there was, why are they making jokes at the end of it about brothels? Like, why are they acting like there are people to rule in King's Landing that they need to like come up with like laws in a situation like hey everyone for the most part like everyone's dead so like you guys are just ruling yourselves so there's that I know that you're gonna like there are other places and other kingdoms all around but like you guys are literally sitting at a table that Tyrion just spent 27 seconds organizing chairs on talking about how you're you need to come up with a plan to like rule people but like doesn't make sense and Bran coming in and you know, saying he's going to, you know, use his magic to find the dragon, which we never have have any. And then no one ever sees the dragon. Like literally brand worthless. You're worthless. You come in at the end. You finally get you, you get kinged. I, he, he says weird shit like I don't want to be king. But why do you think I'm here? OK, that sounds kind of contradictory. So doesn't make sense. Then at the end, he's like, I'll find the dragon. But then there's never an answer. He doesn't come back. And he's like, I know where it is. I at least thought that maybe like when Jon Snow, who don't even get me started on that, like Jon Snow, what was the whole point of him being told that he was the rightful heir if he wasn't going to be the rightful if he wasn't going to be king? What was the point? What was this whole storyline for if it didn't pan out? Like, so like he's a rightful heir and we were all so invested in that. And then he has to go live like wifeless, childless, no funness and just chill in the cold, in the snow. I at least thought that maybe like when he was like riding out in the last scene, like, there would be like the dragon flying over top or something like that. And I'm like, that would have been cool. Like, cause then it's like, Oh, the dragon was following him because he's the rightful heir. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so it makes your like brain wander and like think like, Oh, this could have been, and this is, could be the future. No, it's a dragon. No idea where he is. Bran, no help whatsoever. If Bran could have just like used his raven shit Third Eyed Raven shit, just like maybe once or twice during this season, I feel like things would have turned out differently. I also feel like if Arya would have stolen a face, things would have turned out differently. There's just a lot that should have turned out differently. I also feel like 
sorry, when Brienne of Tarth was so nobly writing in the Knight's book about Jamie Lannister, I'm like, okay, is she going to write about herself already? No, she just shut the book. She didn't even write about herself being knighted. You bet your ass. If I was in that situation, I would have written my Wikipedia page in there. 100%. I can't believe she didn't even write that she was knighted. I just, there was so much that I was choking on that I couldn't believe. And Daenerys, yes, a wonderful scene of her dying. Very sweet that the dragon came and was so affected and brought her up and took her away to some place that I guess Bran's powers can't even see because he didn't come back and tell us. Um, but it felt, I don't know, I've just, everything felt like it could have been better. And I've seen all of like the interviews with like the actors who are saying, you know, who are like pissed that people don't like it and are pissed that people are petitioning for a remake, which I think a remake is ridiculous. You can't remake anything. That's ridiculous because this is art and this is a creation and this is their creation and everyone put in, you know, not just the actors, the writers, directors, producers, but the crew, like the craft people, like everyone put in so much time and heart into this, like that you can't say, let's just redo it. Uh, so I get that, but like everyone's pissed, right? I know all the actors are secretly pissed. They're like, what the fuck? The only one who really came out on top was like Sansa, which like good for her. Love Sansa nowadays. Didn't like her the first few seasons. Thought she was a brat. Arya, Arya came out on top. So like I guess that was cool. I really, I, I had said previously, I was like, why can't she be a lady and a badass at the same time? But then I saw how she wanted to like sail away and explore. And I'm like, love that. Love that ending. But would have liked you to like have at least swapped a face with someone to like get shit done because what was the whole point of you being able to like swap faces like I, I don't like that just went away there were just so many things that just went away and yeah that is just that is that's those are my Game of Thrones thoughts I mean I had a lot more thoughts than that but my mind is it feels like I, it's just been like crushed a tad so I think my grandmother would be proud that I talked about Game of Thrones a little and I'll probably talk about Game of Thrones more next week when I'm able to like formulate more thoughts and like really like make sure that I have like points that I want to, you know, hit at least. But I just I want everyone to just enjoy this interview with my grandmother because she should be canonized because she was a fucking saint and anyone who met her loved her and she was sober. Okay. So that says something. And when I say sober, I mean, she elected to be sober for noble causes. My grandmother had drinks when she was younger and when she had her first child, like, I think like at like 19 or something, she realized I can't be hungover for my kids. So she just stopped drinking. So spent 75 years of her life sober. Even on New Year's Eve, when people would give her a glass of champagne and say, just take a sip, this chick refused. And she was still... 
the most fun person to be around. That is what I would love to aspire to be. I'll never be like her because she was just so much greater than anyone could ever be. She was like a goddess. But that says something. I mean, to be the most fun person ever and be sober for 75 years is what the fuck? That shit's real? Yeah, it's real. Basically, anything you want to accomplish in your life can happen. That's what I take from that. Anything you want to be, you can be. She did that. I talk about this all the time. I am lazy. I am not a good cook. Um, I prefer to have things uh, delivered to my door, especially things that are like exactly what I want when I want it. Introducing DoorDash, which I've talked about a few times. Are you the same way? Like if you don't know how to cook or if like you just don't have time, if you're at work all day and you're like, I'm just really like I'm exhausted. I can't cook. I can't make make myself food. I just want to order something. But like you're craving something specific. Well, DoorDash can literally connect you to over 310,000 amazing restaurants. Okay. So anything you think of pretty much you can get. Think of your favorite restaurant in your town where you live, in your city. You can use DoorDash to actually get the exact food and meal that you want. So you don't have to worry about anything. You just go on your DoorDash app, order it from that restaurant, and it comes quickly right to your door. So you can stay in your sweatpants. You don't have to wear a bra. You can chill out, eat your favorite foods. You just don't have to leave your house. It's fantastic. So right now, my listeners are getting $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter my promo code STASI. So that's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code STASI. Don't forget because that's how you get $5 off, which goes a long way when you're ordering food. So enjoy your morning, day, or night of sitting in your home, not having to worry about anything, and just getting your favorite food delivered to you. Having said that, I am now just going to play my interview with her and I hope you guys enjoy it and next week I'll be back and I'll try and talk about Game of Thrones and other things that I've you know seen in pop culture and stuff like that but just enjoy this thank you guys this is my most special guest I've ever had legitimately my most special guest because I'm here with my grandmother grandma say hi 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 Look, and like we have the microphone positioned so that it's like perfectly by her mouth so that it, it, it's, okay. it's okay. Yeah. Because most of my guests, they don't know how to speak up. Like all of them, they just don't know how to talk into the microphone. And I'm like, for the love of God, God just you just need talk. to speak up. Just talk loudly. But I'm laughing right now because I'm sitting here with my grandmother who finally is back in town in L.A. and with my uncle who's here. And he just said, well, Stasi, I thought you don't do I thought you don't do your podcast sober. And I'm like, I don't. But all we have is warm whiskey and warm wine in here. And I'm not going to drink anything warm. I'm not a warm like alcohol person. And so he said, well, we got beer. So I'm like, well, I mean, I'm supposed to not be having a lot of calories. And he said. It's light, so I guess it's okay. 
<laughs> right? Yes, it is. Grandma, do you want do you want do you want a beer? Do you want me to give you no. one? No, no beer for me. I'm gonna teach you how to point this down. Oh, so, okay. So that it's right at your mouth. All right. All right. Are you sure you can't share a beer with me? No, I'm sorry. I don't drink beer. God, can I just tell everyone? Like, okay, everyone knows the Schroeder family, my family, we like a good cocktail. Uh huh. But my grandmother, the matriarch, doesn't drink, and she never has. Why? Please explain why you don't drink. Because in the early days, when my two younger sons were young, and I put them to bed, because we, on Saturday nights, we did. We went out, and we drank, and I might have had one or two drinks. Like, what would you drink? I was drinking whiskey sours. You drank whiskey <laughs> sours? You badass. Yes. Whoa. Okay. So then, next morning, they would wake up like six o'clock in the morning, and I would have the worst hangovers. So I decided I was not going to drink anymore. So that's, my younger son is what, 50? And Your so, youngest son is 50. Right. Yeah. So I have not drank in all that time. And my kids, all of them still, every time we go out, they say, oh, mom, have a drink, have a drink. I said, no. I've stayed pure all this time, and I'm going to continue until I die. Grandma, listen, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The reason why you were so hungover is because you were drinking whiskey sours. And everyone <laughs> my age now knows that. You can't have the sugar. Okay. You're probably right. <laughs> Honestly, like it, like if you would have known that 60, however many, 70 yeah. years ago, you probably would have been drinking like the rest of us. It's just you thought that it was just alcohol in general. I'm telling you, it's the sour part. Okay. You can't mix the sour part. Right. It's you like see, the worst. That's what you, when you don't know something, that's what happens. Yeah. Nowadays, everybody knows everything. Well, I know everything. Right. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know everything. <laughs> well, you know a lot more than we knew. Well, that's true. Yes. Don't you think it's weird that you have never drank and you've raised six children that drink a lot and a million grandchildren that drink even more? I'm pretty sure your great-grandchildren now drink more than I do. Those eight-year-olds, I'm pretty sure they're boozing in like the parking lots right now. <laughs> I hope not. Well, but don't you think that's weird? Like that who, is weird. Who taught this family? Because you never drank anything. No. And grandpa didn't, like grandpa drank, but he was never like over the top. Never, never. He had a couple of drinks and that was it. And only when we went out. Do you think that's because we live in New Orleans and New Orleans is all about drinking? That could very well be. Haven't you had to, like time to think about this? Like what's what? wrong with my family? Exactly. But I think it's, it's the environment because all of the young people drank. They all had cards where they could get in when they weren't supposed to get in. Yeah. And duh. They could <laughs> they could buy a drink. They could buy a drink. Yeah, but back in the day, the 30s, 40s, like all of that, like it, it, it I watched Mad Men a little bit. I mean, it was cool to just literally drink martinis during the day at work. 
you would just drink all day long. I mean, hasn't it been, isn't, hasn't that been like a standard for like ever? Oh my goodness. I don't know because I don't. (laughs) That's true, I I guess. Right. And none of your friends, like when you were my age, they weren't big drinkers either. No. Well, they drank more than I did. And whenever we went out, everybody else drank. I didn't. I was the sober one. Designated driver, DD. Right. Yeah. And it was like, as people were drinking, they would get louder and louder and say things over and over. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that I was listening to all of this and thinking, my God, I'm glad this is not me. Yeah. Standard. (laughs) You know what? That's how I feel when I get to a bar late. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, when you're the last one to get to the bar and like all your friends are there and they're already drunk and you're like, gosh, this is so not fun because everyone's drunk and I'm not. That must have been your whole entire life. (laughs) Yes, that's true. And all through life, somebody was always saying to me, why don't you drink? Yeah. I ask you that every time I see you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when you know when you get away from it, you don't even want it. No, I don't feel that way. It would happen to you as well as it happened to me. Really? Sure. No, I think you just threw up too many whiskey sours and you're like, (laughs) "Mm, nope, (laughs) that's it. I realized, oh, you just don't drink whiskey sours because that's not normal. That's like at that time it was normal. But it's I mean, I still know some people who order whiskey sours, but it's just you're asking to feel sick. You're asking, basically, like if you order a whiskey sour, expect to have an IV in your arm the next day because there's no other choice, you know? Right. Okay. That's pretty much how whiskey sours go nowadays. Yeah. Thank goodness I'm not drinking them. (laughs) But you know what's so weird is that even though that you were sober, like you still had the most fun life. Oh, I did. When I listened to your stories and you and grandpa traveled everywhere to New York, to L.A., my family, my mom and I have talked about this on my podcast before that that my grandparents always had houses in Los Angeles for the summers. And so they would spend their summers in Los Angeles and the rest of the year in New Orleans and they would travel everywhere and all over Europe and go to New York and go shopping at the all the plays and and you saw Marilyn all, Monroe well, walking oh, one time right. oh and all the nightclubs yeah you know and of course it's unfortunately it's a thing of the past we just don't have that anymore there's there's not that glamour anymore no there is not that glamour we used to go to New York Long dresses, furs, jewelry, dressed up like crazy, going to theaters. Oh, it was a fantastic life. And I feel sorry for the young people today. They don't have that. Yeah, you should feel sorry for me. Yes. Because I don't get to wear long dresses and Mm. and jewels and all of that stuff. I mean, listen, I do my best to dress up as much as I can. I know you do. Given the circumstances. Right. But I wish that I could have experienced what you did. Yes, it was really fun. You are the whole reason that I love fashion. 
Well, that's good. Well, not a lot of people know this, that I spent my first few years growing up until I was well, like three or something mm-hmm. Yeah, in Los Angeles, living with my grandparents and my mom and dad. And mm-hmm. so I got used to, I, I think that's why I love fashion, because I saw all of your clothes and your Chanel bags and your costume jewelry and yes. just ev- all the gold and everything was so glamorous. And that's why I just love it. Yes. That's why I have a style blog. Right. <laughs> Good for you. It's all, it's all because of you. Yes. Grandma, if you wouldn't have had style, what would have happened to me? I feel like you would have found it somewhere else. Really? Yes, absolutely. You think so? Because that was kind of, kind of in you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have certain things. But of course, being exposed to it, I guess that helps. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you used to sew me dresses all the time. Oh, yes. And I refused to wear pants or shorts. That's I was right. a little girl who only wore dresses and I wanted Every to... Every ch- single day yes. you had a dress. And I would change them throughout the day because yes. I wanted outfit changes. Yes. That's why I feel like, you know what, like at some point I need to host something to where like I can have like eight outfit changes in one night. You know <laughs> what I mean? That would be fun. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. that would be fun. Well, just hope that nobody drops a drink on you because I had a friend and she loved to get dressed up as well. And for some reason, every, almost every time we went out, somebody dropped a drink on her. Nobody else in the crowd, just her. She would get up and say to her husband, we have to go home because I have to change my dress. So she would go home. It was a lie. I was about to say maybe she had some New Orleans voodoo all over her. (laughs) But no, she just wanted to be able to wear a new dress. dress. Is that what you're about to say? About, yeah, probably. You think so? So, yeah. So that was funny. You know, but. Kudos to her husband for being like, okay, fine. Let's go back home and put on a new dress. dress. Right. I mean, way to be a supportive husband. He was great. Yes, he really was. So we have lived through a lot of things and a lot of good and a lot of not too much bad. We have been very fortunate, but um, we have tried so hard to make sure that everybody had everybody had good educations. Yeah, you guys are all about educations. Right. I know. So all of them have multiple degrees. So I don't want to, I'm tooting my own self. I'm You're sorry. allowed to toot your own horn, Grandma. <laughs> what are you? How old are you now? 90, what is it? One. 91. I have a 91-year-old grandmother that is with it enough, pretty enough, fashionable enough. To lo- uh, funny enough to do a podcast. Yes. You might be one of the oldest people to ever do a podcast. Oh, how about that? Well, don't you think that's kind of cool? I mean, I don't cool. know any 91-year-old <laughs> that's been on a podcast. It's kind of... I might be in like... What is that world record thing called? You know? When, oh. you, when you set world records. Guinness world records. That's right. Grandma, you and I might be... In the Guinness World, World Records Red. right now of the oldest person to ever do a podcast. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'm quite excited about it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to look into it. Okay. I got to sure. find some publicists to like make sure this, this happens <laughs> because I, I didn't even think about it before I asked you to do it. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually quite interesting because it might be true. It might be. Yes. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, everybody's breaking a lot of records nowadays. Yeah, but we might be breaking the main one. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Okay, I have a question for you. Grandma, because you know that I'm like semi-homeless right now. Yes. Because it's like every time I get an apartment and I get approved and like I get it, there's something that goes wrong that they're like, oh, I didn't know you had a dog or like, oh, like this or oh, that. And then it just doesn't work out. And, uh, you know, my credit's a big deal because I guess credit's important. No one taught me that. Why didn't my parents teach me that? Did you guys have credit back then? No, because when I was growing up and I was your age, there, were no, there was no credit cards. Right. I don't know yeah. what. They probably had credit cards, but they were mostly for business. So how did you buy a house? You just had to, like, if you wanted to buy a house back in, like, give me a, give me a, give me a year. A year? Like okay. a, a 19... Uh, after the war. Which war? Number two. World War II. Okay. So after that, but of course you realize at that time, men were in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Men bought the houses. Men went out and signed everything. So, of course, we had che- we had check we had bank accounts. Yes. And then you would go to a homestead, which in New Orleans it's called a homestead. I don't really know what that means. Well, it means a homestead. They only, they only lend money. For homes. So it's like a bank that's Own, only but, lending money for a house. That's right. It's Do they, a, does that shit still, sorry, go, does that still, is it? No. No. Homesteads aren't have, anything they've anymore? Go, they've all gone into banking. Okay. So that was how it was handled. You went, and if you, if you, if you, they agreed that you would be a good person. Basically, so if you were like uh, charming, you got a house. No. Yeah. Not necessarily. That's you, what it is. If if they thought you were a good, like, yeah, you could just charm your way into, like, buying a house. Right. No, that's a little bit. No, you have to have, you've got to have a good credit. Well, that's, no, you, you didn't, you said they didn't have credit. So what was it? It was proof of income? Yes. So all you had to do was prove that you had income. That's right. You exactly. didn't need to have, because credit is some weird ass thing that now my generation is really suffering from. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm afraid it's only going to get worse. Yeah, no shit. It's only going to get worse. It's tough out here. Yes. Tough out here for a credit chick. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's sad because if you can't buy a house and then you can't rent, what do you do? Yeah. So you just move in with your grandma. Right. (laughs) That's what you do. That's what you do. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like I yelled at dad the other day, my dad, because I I, I, I I blame him for not teaching me about credit. And he said, I don't know. I had bad credit before, long before. No one really taught me credit because I just remember my dad just paying cash for everything, just showing up and buying a car and paying cash or something like that. Mm-hmm. I miss those days. You know what? I wish I could just walk into some place, have some cash and be like, I'm funny and charming and witty and pretty. Yeah. Give me what I want. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. No, no, it surely doesn't. No. no. Life is a struggle. S-T-R-U-G-G-L-E. That needs to be a song. Yes, it does. Hashtag life's a struggle. I know. Yes, it is. And I don't know. My Our generation is so worried. For my generation? Right. 
Well, at least, you know, like the world's not going to end during my generation. So shit's not that bad. I mean, imagine if you knew that like the next generation, the sun was going to explode. Then you'd really feel bad. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm not even I don't even go there. But I'm thinking all grandparents are concerned about their about their grandchildren. Yeah, of course. I thought you were going to start talking about global warming. I didn't realize you wanted to get into a political debate. (laughs) You know? No, I'm not going to get into a... Are we about to discuss Donald Trump or something? <laughs> like, I don't know. No, we're not going to talk about Donald Trump, Grandma. Can we start it with Trump? Don't cover your... Don't cover... Just, just, we're just not going to do a government conversation because I don't know what is going to come out of your mouth. And I don't know. I don't know anything. So I'm just going to stay away from that. I'd rather focus on the fact that there was no credit. You're fashionable. And that's what's up. Right. Okay, that sounds good. And you're so cool that you're bicoastal. Do you know how many people want to be bicoastal? I don't know. <laughs> you have a house in New Orleans and a house in Los Angeles in right. Hancock Park, Grandma. Yeah. You're kind of like the 1% of the world of like ballers. I Basically, know. you're like an like an Indian king or you know like how they're like all of these like kings in India or like these countries that like have a billion princes and it's like really are you really a prince yeah you know what I'm talking about I know that's what you are because you are like the one percentile of ballerness yes fantastic my life has been fantastic and I'm very blessed and I hope it continues (laughs) yeah right and I have the most fabulous children and, and even the most fabulous like grandchildren. I mean, yes, obvi, right? Right. Even Absolutely. though you get embarrassed of some of the things that I do. No, not that much. Yes, you do. It's okay. <laughs> you can admit it. It's fine. Right. This is the thing. This is what I think is so great about you. You have always embraced the different generations and the fact that things change and you realize that it doesn't mean someone's better or worse or some or anything no. like that. You realize just times are changing and you just got to just get on that train and go with it. That's absolutely right. You can't go hide your, your head in the sand. No. You you've just got to accept, got to accept things are changing. And go with it. Right? And that is the best advice that you could give anyone. That's right. And that's advice you've given me. Right. Which is why I'm embracing my uh, homelessness. Yes. joke joke and hopefully not really but kind (laughs) of still searching still searching still searching gonna come up the right the perfect thing is gonna come up right i know it will happen for me yes it will yeah absolutely it's going to i know oh liquid iv i have drank liquid iv in my water Four times over the last two days because I have, listen, I, I, I am going through a hard time. I'm soothing some of my pain with a little too much wine. And I have made sure that, well, no, Bo has made sure that before I go to bed every night, I drink water with liquid IV and then he wakes me up with water with liquid IV in it. Let me explain. Okay. So liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Okay. You know, a lot of times people think like they have to drink these like sugary drinks to stay hydrated that will help. But no, there's like so many, so many weird things in those drinks. This is a non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy with just clean ingredients packet 
that you can basically, it's so small, like a small little packet that you can take with you anywhere. It fits in the smallest clutch and you just put it in a bottle of water and basically it's hydrating you the same way if you were to drink two to three bottles of water. So you're getting extra, extra hydrated. So let's say you're just not doing it because you're hungover or you've drank a lot. Um, if you're somebody who works out a lot of the time or you're, you know, you travel and you're, you're jet lagged and dehydrated from being on planes and all that stuff. Or if you have children that are going to soccer practice or dance practice and they need to stay hydrated, you want to have a healthy way to do it. And there are so many different flavors that you can choose from. I just, uh, again, I'll say, I love that the packets are really small because you can just put them in the smallest purse that you own. And it's so simple, so easy, and it tastes good. And I chug that shit all the time. So right now, um, they're giving my listeners 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website when you go to Liquid iv.com and use my promo code Stasi at checkout. So that's liquidiv.com. Use my promo code Stasi and you get 25% off anything. So you'll never have to be hungover or dehydrated ever again. Remember the day that I moved here? So grandma, I've just, I've told this on my podcast that the day that I moved here was my 19th birthday, but I don't know if I've like fully discussed that it was that my parents weren't here. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anyone. I just got a suitcase, moved my stuff here. You met me at the airport, picked me up. Someone shipped a car out for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I guess that I was lucky for that. Someone shipped a car out for me. And uh, you just said, all right, here's how you get to Loyola Marymount. Mm-hmm. And we had to figure out how to get to right. Loyola Marymount. And it was like the blind leading the blind. Because we're like, we don't know where the F we're going. Like, what's going on? Yeah, that's true. We didn't. I had never been in the area before. It's by the airport. You've never been there? Well, I, not where the school is. Oh, okay. I had been to the airport, yes, many times. Mm-hmm. But um, I d- was not sh- sure where the school was mm-hmm. so and how to get there and what street yeah but i always had the the roberts map yeah you gave it's, me a big giant map yes and it was like as soon as i got in the car and i was going someplace i didn't expect didn't know where i was going i looked in my map and that's how we got there <laughs> isn't that so weird that that was only what eight years ago and now we have iphones and uber right. you even know how to uber and you yeah. have an iphone yes but when i moved here you gave me a map yeah <laughs> right and said take well, this was, route this was my bible that's that insane <laughs> that's insane could you imagine looking at a map right now yeah do you remember when the last time you looked at a map was no 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 absolutely not no mm-hmm. No. Oh, my God. iPhones have changed the world. The world has changed. Well, the world has changed. Yes. Yes. It's getting too far ahead of us. Is it? Yes. How do you feel about cloning? I don't even... Cloning. Oh. I don't even know what I feel about it. It just, like, randomly came in my head. No. That that doesn't interest me at all. It doesn't? No. You don't think it's, like, interesting to even, like, think about? Like, what if someone cloned me and there was, like, three of me? Oh, my goodness. I would love it, but Would no, you really? No, because or would I would be, like, totes annoyed. I, I, would, <laughs> I would feel like you weren't real. That's true. 
Yeah. Well, I don't really know how cloning works. I'm not really sure if that's... Well, I know they do it with animals, but I don't think they do it with humans. But not... do they have like the same brain and like oh, I don't the know. same personality? Yeah. I don't oh, really know the details. No, I don't need them. You know what I just read the other day that I don't know if you've read? What's that? That in, um, I think it's 15 years or no, eight years, eight years, you know, they're, they're doing a settlement on Mars. Yes. You read about that. Right. And, and how people are going to go there and, and they peop- can't come back. And they can't come back. It's a one-way trip. And right. I read an article about a, a wife who was chosen. And actually, everyone who's chosen, it's either like, it has been married. Most of them are married. Oh, my God. Could you, like, so no, a wife can, was chosen no. and husbands have been chosen to do a one-way mission to Mars and set up a, civiliz- a civilization, civilization in Mars. Like, could you imagine being the wife or husband being like, I'm sorry, uh... Did you get on this mailing list like behind my back? Did you like apply for this behind my back and you just didn't? So what? We have eight years together and then you just never care to see me again. It's been freaking my brain out. Right. Absolutely. And and the people that have children. Yes. They're still going there to start a civilization. Oh, my. Ah. I think they're a little crazy. Well, (laughs) yeah, I think that's a little crazy. I think that it's I think it's people that are so obsessed with like wanting to be a a part of something mm-hmm. bigger than than anything you could ever imagine but you know like what's bigger than what people can imagine this is going to make me sound cheesy is like your heart right <laughs> and family and family family is and a, love right family is the most important thing in life mhm so i don't know i i don't understand this this does not appeal to me and it's like I have absolutely no interest. I don't even read about it anymore. So. Well, you know, the more you read about it, the more you keep your brain sharp, Grandma. Yeah. And you have a sharper brain than I do. <laughs> your vocabulary, your vernacular, everything uh-huh. is way better than mine. Oh, my God. Have you been reading about this Ashley Madison stuff? Oh, my heavens. What's wrong with these guys? They have a beautiful wife. They have a wonderful family. And they're not satisfied. They have to go outside of that to get someone else. It's honestly, I mean, listen, cheating has always been something that is around and everyone has been used to since humans were around. But when I heard about AshleyMadison.com like years and years ago, because their slogan was like, life's short, have an affair. It made me want to put like a butter knife down my throat like oh my gosh this is like every woman's worst nightmare that's so right. sad yes. like why would anyone start a website that's about that yes but now with hacking like there's so i've been hacked i had my email and my twitter and my instagram and everything be hacked and i had hacker do you know what a hacker is grandma yeah I had them all reset my passwords and say, I have information. Now with hacking, nothing is private. Nothing you ever do is private. No, you can't put it out there. But it's just like these people that are going on Ashley Madison. This is like my worst fear that I'm going to get married and that husband is going to go on AshleyMadison.com and I'm just never going to know it for years and years and years. Yeah. It's so sad. That is. It's very sad. That's what I say when I tell you about what's happening to the future. Yes, because That's it's concerned. it's just so easy to um, to I don't like the word cheat. I think there's a better word for it. It's just like there's too much temptation because all you got to yes. do is get on your iPhone mm. and and like click something 
Right. Whereas back right. in the day, you had to like dial a certain number and then that was a house phone. And if like, you know, the wife yeah. picked up, the wife picked up or, right. you know, even before then when we didn't, they didn't have phones. I mean, it's just life has changed so much that it's like WTF. Am I born in the wrong year? Because yeah. I don't even know mm-hmm. if my soul and my brain and like my personality could handle if my husband was on exactly. AshleyMadison.com. Right. Exactly. And I've been cheated on by almost every ex-boyfriend I ever had, mm-hmm. which you obviously know about. Yeah. So I know. So if you can go through life with one man who never cheats on you, my God, how wonderful that is. Well, you know, women do cheat too. That's true. Yeah. But this would not enter my mind. Well, that's because it wouldn't enter your mind. Of course. If a couple can go through a relationship without that happening, that's just like the most beautiful thing ever. Mm -hmm. Are you about to cry right now because you got to experience that? Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So. Can I, can I say that, that my grandfather died last year? Yes. So it's been a year now. Mm-hmm. In fact, today, uh, today is our anniversary. Today is, I didn't <laughs> know that. Oh my gosh. Happy anniversary. Right. It would have been 72 years. 72 years. Yes. So. That's crazy. That is. I it feel is. like I should force some uh, liquor down your throat <laughs> to celebrate or something. Don't, don't you need think? to. Don't need to have liquor to celebrate. Are you sure? I'm sure. I've learned a long, long time ago that your happiness depends on you, not on anybody else. So each day you get up, this is a good day, and you make yourself happy. That's true. That's why I spray tan. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> So, okay. It makes me happy. Yes. I mean, it was supposed to be a joke. And I know you laughed like yeah. silently a little bit at yeah. me. Yeah. But like for real. So like if I like spray tan or I do my makeup or put on some bronzer, I'm like, this is me making myself happy today. Yeah. It makes me feel good. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you do whatever you can for yourself. Yeah. Because you've got to take care of yourself. Only you can do that. I can't believe that this is your anniversary. 72 years. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. So anyway. Well, this feels weird because I I, I wanted to just like go into Bachelor in Paradise, but it feels so wrong right now. After we're talking about something so like wonderful and sacred and lovely. And now I want to ask you your opinion on (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise. Somebody just shoot me dead right now. I feel like a terrible person. You shouldn't. Are you okay with talking about Bachelor in Paradise right now? Sure. Okay. So somebody's got to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. uh, Well, she has some things to say. So a couple of days ago, I went to dinner with my, my family and I told my grandmother, I was like, I really want you to do my podcast with me, but I need you to watch this show called Bachelor in Paradise because I talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so she watched some of it. What do you have to say? What I have to say is that what are they thinking putting all these <laughs> kinds of shows on the air for the young people to look at? And the young people look at it and think of it. It is real. And this is the way everybody reacts. And I don't think that's a good thing. Because really, in order to have a good relationship, it it has to be something that goes slowly. And it builds. 
not something that you're kind of pushed into and say, oh, you have to hurry up. We've got to do this because if you don't, you're not going to get a rose. Oh, my God. So I think sometimes they should take and stop and think about the shows they're putting on the air. That's well, it. This is the thing. Grandma, my generation loves watching train wrecks. You know, mm-hmm. we love watching shit that's weird. Yeah. You know, I know because we look at it like just that you put it perfectly. Like when I watch it, I'm like, why are all these people crying? You met them two days ago. Like yeah. you're not in love with this person. You don't really yeah. care. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone that's actually watching it like thinks that this is like real. real. But the people that are on it are acting like it is real. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really weird. Yeah, that is weird. But also, I know what it's like to be on a reality show where, you know, yeah. th- right. there's a job you have to do. But like, it's it's strange, but I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not be obsessed with it? Because it's like, what? These people, like, it's fascinating mm-hmm. that they're all like, doing the same thing they're all willing to be so obsessed with each other and cry and like and hurt each other and date somebody else and then say you're in love with this person and all of that it's it's just crazy yes it is i think it is very crazy but i guess it's it's the way it's going Mm -hmm. and and as long as they have audience it's going to continue to go that way well that's true and the Mm -hmm. audience isn't going away grandma no i'm going to make you keep watching it ah Okay. Listen, I know you love Dancing with the Stars. Yes. But maybe we can watch Bachelor in Paradise. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. over. There's yeah. not that many episodes left. Yeah. I feel like you could hang in there. If I were to, like, say, like, like okay, which one did you watch? Did you watch last night or the Le- night before? The night before. You know, Joe and yeah. Sammy? Yeah. What do you feel about them? I, I don't know. I can't figure out if they are really supposedly getting on a what well last night they separated oh (laughs) oh my goodness i think they both seem evil yeah like they are both i feel like yeah Mm -hmm. that's why i was interested to hear your opinion yeah all right you guys thank you for listening thanks for listening to my grandma and i will see you next week my little khaleesi's all right bye 